Hey there, pod pals. Are you a print-on-demand creator looking to stay ahead of the curve? You want to know exactly when to launch your designs for every key season and event? How about a chuckle with an extra dad joke to brighten your day? If you said yes to any of these, then it's time to join the print-on-demand cast VIP list. As a VIP, you'll get our free annual design calendar, an amazing guide to help you time your creations perfectly throughout the year. And of course, we'll include a bonus dad joke each week as well. Signing up couldn't be easier. Just visit printondemandcast.com slash VIP and enter your email. Don't let another day of potential pass you by. Become a part of the VIP list, grab your annual design calendar, and let's dive into a year of inspired creating together. We'll see you on the other side. Radical! Welcome to this week's episode of the Print on Demand Cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's totally tubular show. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 102 of the Print on Demand cast. As always, I am Josiah and joining me for this episode, as is, was, has been, all 100 and other one, two of them, Travis Ross, my co-host. How's it going, Travis? Happy Monday as we record this and I make my way through that word soup. True international pressure. How's your Monday going? Pressure. Oh, it's on loop. True make it stop. Pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make a note to take that um, off loop because I don't know why that's the default the on default that thing. thing. <laughs> I don't get it. It's real dumb. Uh, anyway, that's how's your Monday? <laughs> Monday is a Monday. Um, it's it's okay. Uh, we're just you know cruising along in our print on demand fulfillment company, Make Your Mark Design. Uh, <laughs> we are. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of things going on. I'm actually probably going to be uh, hiring a, a a temporary second shift guy to help come in. Uh, nice. A guy we both know we used to work yeah. for you. Um, actually, a relation because <laughs> uh, yes. your your family um, yes. or you married into like the largest family on the planet. So it's true. Uh, there's lots of of you know brothers and sisters. We have and no shortage and of uncles and <laughs> yeah nieces, nephews, uncles, brothers, cousins, yeah. sisters. Of which guys, to make available I was, for. I was honestly always so like jealous of you guys because you never had a problem hiring people. <laughs> you would just come out of the woodwork. Just always be like, hey, Jason has another nephew. Hey, Jason has another nephew. Right. Hey, Jason's niece has a boyfriend. Hey, we have a... <laughs> it's just everywhere. Like, hey, we need extra hands around the shop. And the, this particular guy that we're talking about that's going to work for you, be like, yeah, I'll bring my bring my son in he'll help me you know ship and whatever and he would he'd come in and just hang out and you know so it was like yeah it's very for those listening uh my my father-in-law's family there's 12 siblings all yeah. all told um with a wide range of ages and so that is why um there was never any shortage of manpower at any given <laughs> given moment and uh family the worst part about family gatherings is the photos i'm just gonna say that right now but anyway <laughs> um yeah man uh things are seem, seem to be going really well and things are busy and q4 is is approaching very, yeah very august quickly. 1st august. as we're recording this um as 
two months away from actual Q4 beginning. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Oh, uh, you know what I did get today? We finally got it delivered. We bought a um, we bought a new to us pre-treater. Uh, we got the oh. pre-treater, the Shoals pre-treater four with the four oh, nozzles. Oh, nice! That's very fancy. Congratulations! I like it. I like it. We're sitting shrink wrapped on a pallet in the back, and we'll be uh, unwrapping it this week, and uh, probably bringing it into our workflow, and we'll see how how that goes. But pretty excited about that. Heck yeah! That's incredible. That is. I mean, you used to have one of those, right? In the old yeah. Longmont, the very yep. okay, yeah, yeah. Those that are very fancy. Beast. They are beasts. Yeah, and it's incredible. Love it. it. Has it has four nozzles instead of just one? Um, so, and you can turn the nozzles on and off, and you can adjust how far it goes. So, if you have like a left chest, you can turn two of them off. It only goes down yep. half the shirt. You use less pre-treat. It's got tubs. You can like have two different kinds of pre-treat and bottled water in the side panel. So at the end yeah. of the night, you just switch, you know, switch it to the water and you flush the lines real easy. You don't have to go grab water or anything. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I'm yeah. super, super happy. We got that one. And then the current one that we're using will be kind of our, our backup pre-treater. Sure. Um, if something goes awry or, you know, Nice. Yeah, so that is what's new, I guess. You asked me what's Sweet. new. Um, yeah, no, that's new, exciting. New <laughs> they get, it's always fun to get new toys and new things. And, mm. and uh, yeah, it's a good time. That's awesome. Well, for episode 102, uh, we have another thing that's pretty awesome. That was awesome. We have, for the first time in what feels like forever, a guest coming on to the print on demand cast. It feels like we, I mean, I guess Uncle Mike has been on recently, but he doesn't count. Family, he's literally (laughs) been giving the moniker of Uncle Mike, even though he is of no blood relation to either of us, just to clarify. Um, So, um, but yes, I'm really looking forward to this. Michelle reached out to us, kind of said, Hey, this is what we're, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing. And we thought it would be awesome because we're always open to hearing what someone else is doing what someone's doing in pod because it's inevitably going to be different um than what we're doing and what anyone else has so i'm excited man we just wrapped up this interview but before we kind of throw to that interview anything in particular that you're kind of looking forward to our listeners hearing or maybe learning from this interview with michelle yeah i'm i'm really excited about uh, our listeners hearing it i mean michelle you know, as, as you'll hear right up front, she just got started when COVID started. So she's, you yeah. know, she hasn't been in it for years and years and years. Um, so she's got a fresh perspective, you know, and, and some of the stuff that she talks about, I was like, oh, that's a great idea. I hadn't even thought of that. So, um, you know, to just to kind of pull the curtain back, you know, well, I guess, I guess it's not really pulling the curtain back. You guys know, we don't know everything. Uh, that's not, <laughs> what, what? <laughs> that's, I said, they smiles. know, they <laughs> know. They know that we don't know everything and it's just further proved by this interview when I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a great idea. I hadn't thought of that. Um, but it's, it's cool to get different perspectives from different people and different, you know, things that they're doing. Um, I I didn't know anything about the procreate app really. Um, she kind of goes into that and shares some of that, which is, which is really cool. That's how she does all of her designs. Um, yeah. So uh, I think there's a, there's several things that our listeners can, can uh, glean from this interview uh, with Michelle Berry. Yeah, absolutely. So we don't want to keep it from you any longer. We're going to go straight into this week's main event, our interview with Michelle Berry. 
All right, Travis, for this week, the main event is something that I feel like we have not had in a particularly long time for some reason. Um, It has been a minute since we've had a guest, an interview on the show. And so for episode 102, we are bringing a guest on. I'm very excited to talk to her and what she has going on. For those listening, our guest is Michelle Berry. Now, Michelle is a creator of Fiddles and Fern. It's a small business that teaches all about print on demand, the Procreate app, which I'm very anxious to learn what exactly mm-hmm. that is because I'm not too sure. But uh, So the Procreate app and Etsy shops. What started as a fun COVID side project turned into a full-blown Etsy shop, a digital course, and a blog. That's awesome. So if you are mm-hmm. looking for a way to escape the nine to five job lifestyle, stick around and learn how to start your own Etsy shop using your own digital designs. It feels like she's going to be a perfect fit uh, for what <laughs> we talk about here on the Print on Demand cast. I'm very excited to welcome to the show, Michelle Barry. Michelle, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join two goofballs, as we've previously <laughs> re- referred to ourselves as, on the Print on Demand cast. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and to chat. Absolutely. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, it's great to have you on. You reached out to us through our info form and said, hey, um, here's kind of who I am, what I do. And um, uh, so we just got a little bitty snapshot. So it's going to be great to to get to know you a little bit and and hear some of your stories. But before we do that, we do have a tradition on the print on demand cast when we have guests. We do. And we um, do. and this will probably be tra- the only time we ever announce that it's happening. You You're know? right. You're right, because we've started a new trend where we just insert dad jokes into the middle and no one knows when it happens, (laughs) as opposed to making a segment. But this time, because we have a guest, Michelle, it's time for the weekly dad joke. Time for the weekly dad joke. All right, Michelle, you are the guest. I hope I don't mess this up. Are you ready? Yes. Did you know that mountains are funny? But hills are hilarious. Get it? <laughs> Hill areas. Hill areas. Hill areas. Love it. A little delayed on the uh, on the sound effect, but I had to. It's okay. So <laughs> it's on loop. <laughs> awesome. All right. It's like being Josiah. Live. You you got one though, right? You got ours. Share I do, ours. I do, I do, I do. So so for those listening, you may not know this, but I've been working on on a book um, for the last handful of months and trying to kind of get it all mapped out. But uh, it's a book about reverse psychology. Yeah. Huh. Please don't buy it. <laughs> all right. See what you did there. Yes. We have a merch store. Please don't buy anything in it. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right. Well, well, that let's, was fun. Yeah, let's jump in. Um, so, Michelle, why don't you just start off by kind of telling us a little bit about yourself, like a little bit about how you got into the print-on-demand game and um, uh, just take us back to the beginning. Yeah. So, like you mentioned before, it was um, had started out as a kind of beginning of COVID and needing a hobby. We all had all this free time and didn't know what to do with ourselves. And my husband had just gotten me an iPad and I was just doodling on Procreate, which is just a drawing app. You can do a bunch of different art styles, watercolor, gouache, um, 
cartoon sketches, like anything. Mm -hmm. And so I had started doodling all my designs and I just threw them up on Instagram, just more as a way to um, keep record of what I was doing and to see my improvement Mm -hmm. and to share it with family and friends. And Mm -hmm. I started following other creators who used Procreate and started to see how they would put their designs on products like mugs or towels, Mm -hmm. phone cases, shirts, everything. And I was so curious about how that was possible for everybody because I thought surely not everybody has the money and space to have all of these products in their house, especially when you don't know if it's going to be a product or a design that will sell. Like I didn't, Mm -hmm. there's no way people are going to take the risk to order Mm. 50 mugs and then just store them in their house if it's not a design that's going to sell. And so I was like, there's got to be some trick to this that I just like am not seeing. (laughs) Yeah. So I started Googling and I was like, okay, um, like make your own t-shirts. And it would pop up with like, you know, the big companies, Shutterfly or Vistaprint or like those bigger Mm, companies. And I was like, no, that's not like, that can't be it. Because what if I want to sell multiple of these um, Mm. and have it shipped out for me? Like, there's no way all these people are doing all the shipping on their own too. And mm-hmm. so I finally found, I can't remember what blog post it was. It was some kind of print on demand website blog post mm-hmm. that came up and it said like how to um, create your own product with your designs. And I'm like, okay, this, this is what I want and this is what I need. And so I, you know, went down the rabbit hole of <laughs> a million different print on demand websites mm-hmm. and gosh, I feel like I watched so many YouTube videos and just <laughs> found this whole new world of print on demand. And so then something just clicked. It was like, okay, I don't, I don't have to ship things. I don't have to hold inventory. Mm -hmm. I don't have to have all of the startup money. Mm -hmm. And that was really exciting because we didn't have startup money and we don't have space in our garage. And Mm -hmm. it seemed something that was really doable and achievable. And I could do it low risk, Um, especially with COVID, you know, things were, people were nervous to try things because we didn't know what was going on. And it was just a scary time. Mm -hmm. But I was like, this is something that I can try without really worrying about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think I started the first mug that I made. um, It was like a watercolor rainbow. And it said, you are my sunshine, which is a song that I sing to my daughters. And I was like, I'll just make this for myself and like get one sample to see like what this print on demand um, experience is like, like what does it look like once I order something and have it shipped? And so I just made it for myself. Um, And when I got it and realized that this was actually like a nice legit product that people would want to buy, that's when I was like, okay, like we can start this and I'm going to open up an Etsy shop and Mm -hmm. I'm going to start selling my designs. And it kind of just went from there. And two years later, we're, still selling designs and making new products constantly. And I've, I kind of stick to the same print on demand websites just because I know their customer service and their quality of products. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So I've kind of stuck in that same few shops, but yeah, that's kind of how it all got started. And it's great. I'm really glad that I found it and I did all that research. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's a so, cool story. Yeah, so I know I know you mentioned that you are um, currently selling on Etsy. Are there any mm-hmm. other 
platforms that you're selling on Amazon, Walmart, any other kind of um, platform that you're selling your designs on, or is it strictly just Etsy at the moment? Strictly Etsy right now. Um, sometimes I'll sell things through my Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Just if I have like a couple of samples that I had bought that I have at my house and um, mm-hmm. that I'll just sell those samples after. But right now, just on Etsy, I had opened up my own Shopify before um, just so that I could have more control of it. But I really like how Etsy brings in this already huge customer base. The eyeballs. Um, Yeah. 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 And that's been really big for me because I don't have a huge social media following. So Mm -hmm. to be able to get all that traffic, you know, you need to tell people about you. So I really like that Etsy kind of does that for you. Yeah. You sent me... um your Etsy shop. So I took a peek and uh-huh. um, I was, I was just curious, are all of those items that you have in your store, are they all POD or is there a percentage that you fulfill yourself? And if so, what is that percentage mix? All of them, but two. So okay. I do on my own, I make some earring holders and some plant tags. Um, and mm-hmm. those are two listings out of, I believe I have 112. Um, okay. so everything else is all print on demand. Um, and then okay. just, yeah, two that I do at my house. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so let's move a little broader. Where do you see like the biggest opportunities in the market right now in the print on demand space? I think a huge opportunity, even just for me is people are really loving personalized products mm-hmm. like with custom, especially going into the holidays with like personalized ornaments and personalized Mm -hmm. like um, trays and cutting Mm -hmm. boards. And that's been a really big response that I've had just recently of people wanting um, customized things. And Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of print on demand. You can make just one for that person and not have to worry about having a bunch of them. So I feel like for people who are diving into print on demand, that starting out with customized products is um, a really huge opportunity right now. People are really looking for that um, just because it's it's expensive to get that elsewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. And to be able to have somebody just design it just for you is I think a really huge place to be in right now. So, so let me just jump in the weeds here a little bit because my head always goes to the weeds. I don't know why, but (laughs) um, I'm just curious how, that changes your workflow when you get a customized product as opposed to something that you just, you know, you're selling right. your over the rainbow, uh, uh-huh. you know, watercolor mug a hundred times and right. someone all of a sudden wants their name under it. How does that change your workflow? It definitely breaks it up a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like that's more so for me in the fall and Christmas season that I get a lot of personalized ornaments primarily mm-hmm. Um, and it just, yeah, it's a completely different workflow. I have to set aside a certain amount of time, but I already have the template of like the rest of the design. It's mainly Uh just changing the names. Um, and so I have it down pretty well where I know exactly what brush and at what brush setting it's at. And Mm -hmm. I just have to letter out like their name or, uh, their dates or their kids' names. And so it really doesn't take up too much extra time. Um, I'd say maybe tops like five minutes per um, customized okay. order. And for me, I mean, that's really valuable because people really like those personalized products or, around the holidays. So sure. um, 
it definitely takes up a lot of extra time, but yeah, I love being able to do those kind of products. So, yeah, and I'm sure that that extra time increases as we get closer and closer to the holidays. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've 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 heard we don't do very much, if any, customization. Um, uh-huh. I'm I'm just still trying to figure out, you know, the best way to really scale something like that, you know. And right. I would think maybe using a virtual assistant, you know, could be one way if if you totally. felt like you had the. Um, you know, the velocity and the, you know, the number of sales that it would require to do that. Right. Um, the hard part otherwise... with that is most of my stuff is my hand lettering. So I can't necessarily no. like, you know, pass that off to somebody because it's my lettering that I write out their names. Because you're using that app. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. So that's something like my husband is like, what can I take off your plate? Like, can I make these custom orders? I'm like, well, no, because it's my handwriting. So it's not <laughs> something I can, you know, pass off to somebody else, but. Yeah, yeah I was. <laughs> I will say there is. I have seen a lot. Uh, I don't know the validity, or I shouldn't say validity. I don't know the user friendliness of these things, but there are some things out there, softwares that allow you to actually fill out a, like a letter sheet, and it will convert your own handwriting oh, to a digital font a that font, you can download right. into Photoshop. Ooh, that's a good idea. So mm-hmm. you might look into that because that might. I mean, it, and of course. You're, make sure it's it's actually a quality rendering right. of, of, the, <laughs> of the handwriting but it could potentially um, be something i saw something like that recently and i thought that was pretty interesting yeah. um that they're yeah. moving moving towards that um so you also have um a blog fiddlesandfern.com mm-hmm. that you mentioned as well and you said that you know our listeners can go to the website download the top 10 pod pros and cons for free but uh, we love to put people on the spot. Um, <laughs> what we do to our guests. So, um, f- your choice, dealer's choice here. But mm-hmm. what is one pro and one con from that list that you think is is important for people listening to know? Oh gosh. Okay. Well, there's pros and cons for each of the print-on-demand companies. Sure. So okay. I would say I'll go with one pro for a specific print on demand. I am the biggest printed mint uh, fan. I don't know if you use, you guys use them at all. Um, but they, in my experience, have the very best customer service and quality mm-hmm. of products. Um, yeah. Every product that I've gotten from them, the printing has been spot on, great quality, always centered, always write exactly how I have asked for it, which I have not always gotten um, with other companies. So I'd say that is my biggest pro is for people to check out Printed Mint um, and check out their products because they're awesome. Um, Let's see, the biggest con. Oh, goodness. I think that Printify their customer service is lacking. So I don't know if I would work with them very much. And they don't always tell you when things are out of stock. And Mm. so I've had issues where a customer has bought something and then it goes to automatically approve it, but then it's not in stock anymore. Mm. Um, And so that has been an issue for me. What do you do do then? I usually will message the customer and say like, I'm really sorry. This company is out of stock and what I was not notified. I can either find that same product through a different print on demand company or I'll refund them until 
mm. Printify has it again. And they're usually, it only has yeah. happened a few times, but it's enough times where I don't want to make my customers feel in a weird spot where they need to make that choice. So. Uh, that's an interesting, that's an interesting like um, idea. I'd, I'd not really thought about like the, just the like, Hey, we are a print on demand company. Our provider is you know, right. out of stock of this thing, as opposed <laughs> to like, we're well, as a, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a benefit. Yeah, for sure. Right. As opposed to, Hey, we're so sorry. We're out of stock of this and kind of, um, I, that's, that's an interesting like customer service, um, mm -hmm. you know, tip because the, the other side of that is like, well, you in the past, you know, three years ago, you didn't even know what print on demand was. So have mm -hmm. you run into that? I mean, has anybody said, what do you mean print on demand? What, what are you talking about? They all kind of understand that this is a drop yeah. ship product. Yeah. And pe yeah, people have been very understanding of it. I think a lot of people as print on demand is getting more popular. I feel like people are understanding that and I will tell them I'll be upfront. I'll say, you know, I make the designs and I send my designs to this third party printer mm -hmm. and they are going to send it to you. And I feel like I say that in every single message that gets sent out. So that okay. way they're never putting it back on me because once I tell them once it's out, of, like once I send the design, it's out of my hands and there's not a whole lot I can do to control what happens mm -hmm. past that point. Um, and so I think because because I've always been upfront about that, I've never had any issues with people questioning why sure. I'm not able to fulfill sure. something. Yeah, that's awesome. That go. I mean, we talk a lot about on on in past episodes when it comes to working in a dropship model like like yourself, where you're not physically creating the products, you're just right. having outsourcing it. That managing expectations is huge when it comes mm -hmm. to working with your customers. Yeah. To your point of saying, "Hey, listen." I'm going to tell you up front, these designs are mine, but the right. product itself isn't coming from my hands. And so mm -hmm. here's how it works. And you're seeing that work because it's curbing a lot of people's hostility towards you. Right. Whereas <laughs> have you had you not managed that expectation, had you tried to, which some people do, and I guess there's you know pros and cons to this as well, but yeah. try and yeah. present themselves as a big company that does everything in-house and tries not yeah. to let them know that they're just two people working out of a home um, where you run into that situation all of a sudden where you don't manage those expectations, something goes wrong right. and then you try right. and, and do damage control and use that explanation. And then the customer is much less willing to listen to you because yes. they think you're just covering your, it's a CYA thing at that point mm -hmm. to them. So yeah. Yeah. That's especially awesome. around the holidays when people are getting kind of tense about like getting orders out on time. Mm -hmm. I just like Etsy has a place where you can put a message and so I'll usually put the message like, hey, this is the time frame that my company yeah. is telling me right now. And I just like put it everywhere. Messages on my website. I'm like, the more clear I can make it, the less over communicated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So we, we Travis touched on a little bit about, you know, when a custom order comes in, how does that change your workflow? And, mm -hmm. and we kind of covered that a little bit. But um, you know, on a typical day, on an average day, what does that look like in the life of Michelle Berry? What does your pod workflow look like right now? Man, I am a woman of many jobs these days. So <laughs> it's kind of a balancing act of all the things. Sure. I feel like I don't have a very set workflow. I have two young daughters. I've got 
two other part-time jobs and I'm a teacher. And so it kind of just fits in wherever I can get it in. Um, Mm -hmm. Usually if it's when I hear the little Etsy ka-ching sound, I'll check my phone really quick and I check to see, is it a pod product or is it one of my um, plant tags or earring holders that I make at home? Um, Mm -hmm. And when it's a pod product, most of them that I sell um, throughout the year are just automatic approvals of designs. And so I just have to log into that website and click on approve and then I'm done. Um, I'll message the customer and just say like, hey, I submitted your design and it'll be ready in a few days to ship out to you. And I have that message already typed out. So I'm just copy and pasting and changing their name. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I have that kind of really down so that it's just like a quick couple minutes to approve, send a message and be done. Um, If it is a custom product, I usually save those for nighttime when we're watching Netflix and I just (laughs) can really quickly pull up the templates and just letter out their names. So I feel like it really doesn't take up that much time, Um, Mm. which is kind of an exciting thing for people who want to maybe be in this space. Um, I feel like most of my POD products are, um, they're not time consuming. And that's why I think I love it so much. And I want to be in this space is because Mm -hmm. I can be making this, you know, extra money on the side without having to put in all of that extra time into it. And I can fit it in wherever I can during my day. Yeah. So what about, um, what about creating new products and new listings and things like that? When, when does that happen and how often do you upload new products and designs? So that would be the time consuming part is creating the designs. Um, Mm. I typically will try. So on my Instagram page, I post almost every other day, like a new design that I've created. And I've been trying to create a design that I can also use on a product. So I try to kill two birds with one stone. I don't typically draw something on Procreate anymore that I can't also put on some kind of product. Um, So usually that happens at nighttime too, when we're (laughs) watching TV. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll kind of think of like, okay, I want to add a new mug to my shop. And then I'll pull up a canvas that's the same um, canvas specifications for that print on demand. And then I'll just create a design um, while I'm watching TV. And I feel like I do that probably five nights out of the week where I'm constantly making different designs. Um, And then usually the same night that I finish the designs, I'll upload them onto a print on demand website, download all the mock-ups. And I kind of just do it all at once just to get it out of the way. So I'll Mm -hmm. um, upload it to Etsy. I'll make some mock-up photos. I'll do all of it um, in one sitting. But I've heard that Etsy puts priority on shops that are posting new products like once a day, like pretty Mm. frequently. I've heard that Um, too, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not at that frequency yet. I would like to be, but that is just a lot of work. And I feel like I'd be putting out designs that I'm not super proud of or Mm. think that will be selling well. Um, Mm -hmm. and maybe that's more so because they're all hand drawn by me. I'm not using, you know, pictures or things from Canva or something. So it's just time consuming to do the actual design. So that's a part of it that I'm a little stuck in. That kind of, um, actually 
moves us really well into the next question because um, neither Josiah or I really know anything about Procreate. Uh-huh. Um, but it sounds like you're using that to create all of your designs or all of yes. the things that you're selling on these products. So tell us a little bit about Procreate. What is it? How how do you use it? How mm-hmm. does it kind of, are you doing like all of this, even listing and everything on an iPad or are you creating it and then taking it to a computer to, you know, or how, how does all of that work together? Yeah. So I use Procreate on my iPad and that's where I do all of the designs with an Apple pencil, with the Procreate mm-hmm. app and the Procreate app's really cool because it's only a one time $10. I think it's 10 or $12 for the wow. app. Um, and then once you're in the app, there are a million different like brushes that you could buy. So you could go on to Etsy or creative market or buy different brushes, mm-hmm. depending on what kind of art media that you want to use. Okay. And so I primarily do watercolor brushes and gouache brushes on Procreate, but you could do people do like all sorts of like you're showing on there. Like there are um, different sketching or anime or cartoony or there, you could do any kind of mm-hmm. art style. Um, you could wow. do lettering on there. And so on Procreate, I do everything. I do all of my own hand lettering, my own painting, my own drawing, um, it's a really, really amazing, powerful app that you can huh. create with. Um, and so that's where I create everything. And so I'll typically look at the print on demand website to see what size my canvas needs to be. And then I create that canvas size in Procreate and then create the design. And then mm-hmm. once it's all said and done, I export it to my computer to create the listings and everything and to make the, the mock-ups, um, and mock-ups. All that stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But all of the artwork is done in Procreate, which I really like just having the control over it and knowing that it's my own design because yeah. I get nervous about Etsy with like copyright mm-hmm. issues and sure. um, it just makes me feel better that I, I know that I've drawn it all and that they're all my own designs but yeah there's a million classes that you can take that teach like different styles of art on procreate so Mm -hmm. it's pretty it's awesome that's really cool that you do all your designs we were last week we were just talking about um uh different ways you might want to like your kind of your why or or what you're trying to Uh accomplish and um one of the one of the ideas was you know somebody who wants to monetize an existing skill and it mm-hmm. sounds like that's kind of exactly what you you've done. You you've got this skill with Procreate, and um, decided to monetize it in right. with the print on demand stuff. And it and even further, it sounds like you know you're doing this blog. You you've got a course for Procreate and all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, you're taking this skill and really trying to maximize the value of it um, yeah. in the marketplace. That's super smart. That's really cool. Um, are there any best practices for Procreate that maybe you could share or is it kind of on a case by case basis? How how does, how does that work? I think just starting by finding, there's a lot of artists who have created free courses to learn the ins and outs of the app. And just because Mm -hmm. there are so many like technical pieces to the app and knowing how to manipulate different art styles on there. And so I'd say just starting out with, Um, a free course that teaches you those foundational Mm. skills, because once you've got those down, then you're free to create literally anything. Um, But I felt like when I first started and I didn't know those foundational skills, I was drawing these super basic things and not understanding Mm -hmm. why my artwork wasn't looking like 
other people's sure. um, just in terms of the different ways that they were able to manipulate it. So that would save a ton of time is just by finding um, a foundational scale course that you can dive into, learn all of that, and then go from there. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot or uh, procreate on a lot of like there's particular, you know, TikTok accounts that are yeah, yeah. they just live stream their iPad screen and mm-hmm. them drawing something or, you know, there's a lot of a lot of that. So now I know what app they're using because I've always thought yeah. that's very interesting. <laughs> you know, it's very complex, looks super cool. The stuff they're doing is is crazy. Yeah. So it is really cool. That that's awesome. Um, we, we off camera or off the record, I guess you could say we talked about, you know, um, things kind of getting busier as, as Q4 is arriving, mm-hmm. uh, the biggest months of the year, I always have mm-hmm. said that in print on demand, our calendar year is actually, you know, December to December. That's how we plan yeah. these types mm-hmm. of things. So as we approach this, it's, it's very close. It's frighteningly close, actually. Uh, as we approach the biggest selling months of the year, what tips would you have for our listeners to maximize profits during this time? My biggest piece of advice is to, of course, get your designs done early, but to also get samples of each thing if you can. If it's in your budget, to order one of each design, because mm-hmm. I have found the most success when I'm able to take real life photos with it. I think people can tell the difference between mock-up photos that I've made on Canva or Procreate or whatever versus, you know, one that's in my home and that I can take a video of it. And Mm -hmm. so my best selling products during the holidays have been ones that I've ordered one of at home. And then I take pictures of it. I show it on my Instagram story. I'll post it on TikTok and kind of just have people see it in my hands and in my life versus Mm -hmm. just those mock-up photos. So I actually just got (laughs) so early because it's only August, but I just got two ornaments sent to my house the other day um, Mm -hmm. because I want to be ahead of schedule. But I mean, it really has been so helpful just to have those products in my hand and people can see that it's, you know, it's a real legit quality product. It's not just something that they're like, oh, Michelle's just ordering it. She just sends in her design and the company sends them out. And it's just mm-hmm. like not right. great quality. But when they can really see it, I have found the most success in that, especially on Etsy. My products with real pictures that I've taken are much higher selling than the ones that are just mm-hmm. mock-up photos from print on demand sites. Sure. I just, I feel like I need to um, set the record straight when you said it's just August. I feel <laughs> like I'm already nervous. Okay. It's I two know. months away and, and it's Q4. <laughs> it might only be October of Q4, but it's still yeah. Q4. Um, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be here before yep. you know it. I, but I love that idea of um, ordering, you know, your own products to do some, some lifestyle photos that and yeah. even videos Etsy allows, you know, the videos now and um, yeah. you can do a lot of cool things with that, that because if you use um, like we use, have used and still continue to use placeit.net for a lot of mock-ups and things like that. Uh-huh. They even have videos now, but oh. they're all the same. You know what I mean? Right. Or they're not yeah. all the same, but a lot of them are. And so, you know, we've got coffee mugs and it's like every single video is the same, it's the, you know, they're just pouring <laughs> yeah. it in, you know, as opposed yeah. to somebody holding it and, 
you know, taking a drink and waving at the camera right. or, you know, something yeah. that's a little unique. I, I can see how that would um, potentially drive more sales or at least more clicks through totally. to your product. Yeah. That's, that's, Especially, that's cool. yeah, I tend to, so I'll buy those products and then I don't need all of those mugs at home. And so it's kind of a nice way to like have products to do giveaways if you're on social mm. media mm-hmm. Um or, you know, Instagram and TikTok, very much pushing videos that you create on your own. And mm-hmm. so being able to have those in hand and create those videos has been really great for my engagement on social media versus, you know, if I'm only sending them out from the POD right. to my mm-hmm. seller, I don't have anything to make that content with. So yeah. it's definitely hard to put that money up front if you don't have it. But um, to me, it's been worth it in the long run to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. That's a co- cool idea. So you're, you're amassing a following on Instagram with, you know, your procreate drawings, but then every once in a while you can th- throw out a giveaway and right. yeah. Um, so they have more reason to pay attention, I guess, when you post, which yeah. is, um, you know, our, our attention is, um, <laughs> is what everybody wants to buy anymore. So, yeah. uh, that's, that's cool. That's really, uh, that's, that's smart. Um, Josiah, do you think it's time for the magic questions? What do you think, buddy? Oh, I, I do, but I am curious as to the name fiddle and ferns. Where does that come from? What's the inspiration are, behind the name? Those are just two of my favorite plants. So the fiddle okay. leaf fig and then a fern, but all right. Sadly enough, both have died in my house. So oh, no. <laughs> at the time I was... when I made the name, they were like <laughs> flourishing and beautiful and, mm. you know, little yeah. kids. I was really out. hoping that you were going to tell us you were a fiddle player and <laughs> you were going to break out I your violin. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. Um, all right. Yeah. So we have a set of questions that we ask each individual guest when they come on. Um, and there's not really any uh knowledge we don't really give you a heads up as to what they will be but uh it's fun for us because we get like you know just kind of collect the data and people's opinions and whoever's whoever's the most accurate will win a prize just kidding (laughs) that's not gonna happen but what is gonna happen is we're gonna go straight to the magic questions I always love that there's little t-shirts <laughs> on all the turrets, you know, <laughs> and that bumper. I think that's pretty clever. It has been so long since we've played that bumper, actually. I know. So. I know it is. Yeah. And the running record, knock on wood, never been flagged for it when we uploaded to any platform. So it's <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, okay. Um, let's see. First magic question. Tell us about a time when something happened in your business that felt like a failure and how you overcame that. Okay. So like you mentioned, I created a course that teaches people how to take their procreate designs or really any digital designs and how to open up an Etsy shop and sell their designs through print on demand. And Mm -hmm. this was a process that took me, a long time to create this course. I was really unsure of myself, really unsure of how to create a course, super anxious about it. And I finally finished it. And I was so proud of myself. And I was like, this thing is going to sell 
tons of tons of people are going <laughs> to buy my course because who mm-hmm. doesn't want to know this? And there are so many people that use the Procreate app. And I was like, surely this is going to be a big hit. And I was kind of banking on it because, you know, when funds are low, you, you know, you work yourself up to do something to make some money. So I had this mm-hmm. big expectation that my course was going to be this like top seller course. And I published it. And I think I only posted a little bit to my Instagram. I know I could have done better. But I was like, okay, yeah, we're gonna have a handful of people that buy this. And nobody bought my course for the first like two weeks. And it was really a letdown. I thought Mm. for sure this was going to be this big course. And Mm. so one person bought it and I got really excited because it was a complete stranger. And I was like, wow, this complete stranger who doesn't follow me on any social media bought my course. Mm -hmm. And then a couple days later, another person bought it. And then I had this really long stretch again where nobody bought it. And I was so frustrated because I had, you know, poured all of this energy into it. Mm-hmm. And I had told myself, like, when I first started started learning about print on demand, I poured so much time and energy into researching this whole process. And I told myself, I'm going to make this course so that other people don't have to do the same thing as I did. Right. They won't have mm-hmm. to start from the very beginning and spend countless hours researching it. And so I felt like I was offering this great material, which I am. But (laughs) at the same time, I didn't do a good job of advertising it and getting people on my email list to see it and showing Mm. people what the course was. I just kind of like threw it up and was like, why why aren't people buying it? Um, So to me, it felt like a huge failure. But then my husband said, you know, the fact that three people bought it without knowing you um, and without following you, then like there's something to that. Like if you can get three people who don't know you, don't follow you and they buy this course, like there's something of value there. And it's Mm -hmm. just a matter of getting it in front of the right eyes and the right people. Um, And so I feel like my overcoming it is just has just been sticking with it and to know like it might not have sold at the beginning but now that it's picking up it's like okay there is value there and just Hmm. being able to stick with it um yeah like we can't all expect to be really huge on social media and have people who like see it once and you know buy it right away um that's not the reality for most people um And so just being able to kind of be patient with that and to know like that, that it'll come in time. It's just not as quick as you would think, I guess. Sure. Yeah. It takes a lot to, uh, you know, make a course um, for sure. I mean, I've, I've done, I've dabbled in that in the past and done some other things with email lists and all of that. And there's just a whole lot of moving pieces. You really do spend a lot of time, you know, not only just creating the course material, but like, well, how do you post this without yes. people just being able to, you know, there's got to be like a membership site or a paywall mm-hmm. of some sort and all of those right. things that you have to kind of figure out if you're not already in that space. Right. Um, so I can, I can, I can, I know for a fact of, you know, the, the amount of time that it takes to, to actually create one and then you launch it and crickets 
and that's yeah. very painful. So I, <laughs> I, I feel for you. Uh, <laughs> um, let's go to another magic question. If you had to start all over and lost all of mm-hmm. your current contacts, what would you do first? You, you don't have an Etsy account anymore, but you know all of your stuff, but yeah. you don't have an Etsy account. You don't have a business. You, you have nothing. You lost all your current nothing. contacts. What are you doing? I would not spread myself so thin and really focus on like one social media platform and my email list. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Um, When I jumped into it, I was doing all the things I was doing. Well, I still am. I need to stop Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, email Mm -hmm. list, all of it. And it's okay, but I feel like I'm not getting as much quality content because I'm trying to create for all of these different um, right. areas. And so I feel like if I were to start over, I would pick just one of those social media platforms and really dedicate my time to building up that following. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to really build up that email list because people will always say, if your social media disappears or something happens, email is never going anywhere. So you'll always have that email list to right. bring back up and say, hey, like my Instagram got closed or hacked or whatever, go find me elsewhere. And so mm-hmm. you'll always be able to have that communication with them still. Um, and I think that's something I kind of started later in the game and I haven't spent as much time is trying to build up that email list so that if something happens, you have that still. Um so yeah, I think mm-hmm. dedicating to one social platform and really spending time nurturing your email list. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that answer. Uh, the last one that we have for you is one that we tried to ask everybody as well, kind of the ending question, but it requires you to kind of put on put on your turban and look into your crystal ball <laughs> and forecast as accurately as possible. What do you think the future of print-on-demand is? Oh, gosh. I know it's a very niche and specific question. There's no way you can go anywhere with it. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I feel like it's becoming so popular to do print-on-demand because people are seeing how easy it is to create their own designs. And I feel like I'm starting to see more small print-on-demand shops um, that are offering kind of more, uh, not as generic products, like just a mug. Like, um, mm-hmm, And I feel like I've started to see even local ones to me. I'm in California and we have um, some local print-on-demand shops that are kind of starting to pop up that I feel like people are going to start partnering more with smaller um, local shops versus big box (laughs) ones like Printful and Printify, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of exciting to me because I feel like you'll be able to get not only better prices, but different products. Um, Mm. I mean, I know there's a million different print-on-demand products that you could get, but I kind of like working with the companies that don't have as many products because they're not spreading themselves as thin um so that has been something that's been 
on my mind lately that I feel like there's going to be some smaller local ones that I think you can have more of a personalized relationship with them um, hmm. versus some big ones. Josiah. Well, I can Sounds tell like you. we should insert a, <laughs> insert a commercial right here. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I feel like we here at Make Your Mark Design uh, would completely agree with that statement and support it 100% a local print provider here in Colorado. Uh, no, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I like, that. I like that a lot. I, I don't even know if Michelle actually realized that we uh, are a print fulfillment company. So, um, you? yeah, yeah, we yeah. actually, oh we have six different printing methods. We do all the mugs and all the shirts, but we also have some pretty cool stuff that... Um, yeah different that are that is different than like you said yeah the uh kind of run-of-the-mill print-on-demand stuff right. now Ooh. but I, so I, I totally agree I, I we tell people a lot there you know look in your own neighborhoods support yes. that small yeah. business but yeah. also to your point they a, are going to have you know someone's going to pick up the phone when you call um, exactly. <laughs> you, you yeah. can have that personal relationship and then also like to your point there might be some unique things that you can get done through that print-on-demand company that you know, a Printful or a Printify or a, you know, um, all these other companies aren't necessarily going to be so keen to jump through those particular hoops. Um, right. So yeah. So yeah. Insert, comp- insert, make your mark dot design uh, commercial <laughs> here. And uh, thank you Good for, we, we teed that up and you just knocked it right out of the park. Unknowingly. Thank you so much, Michelle. Yeah. I was not script. Like we did not tell her to shoot that nope. she was not under duress. That was completely a from volition. What she had said. Um, yeah, Michelle, thank you so much again for, for coming on to the show. Uh, before we wrap this interview up, please take time and tell people where they can find you, your blog, your blog, your course, social media, your shop. Um, let everyone know where they can find you and connect. Yeah, so my website is just fiddlesandfern.com. And through there, you can find my blog. My course is on there. And for you guys listening, there is a discount for 40% off if you use the code FF40 um, to get 40% off the course. If you want to learn how to use um, any digital design to print on Etsy through print on demand websites. And so you can find me there. And then all of my socials are just Fiddles and Fern. So on Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, if you just type in Fiddles and Fern, um, I will be there. And that's, that's about everything. Fantastic. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so much fun. And I know you said you don't do this stuff very often, but we definitely had a great time with you. And uh, we look forward to to catching up again and uh, doing this again here and finding out how things have grown, how things have progressed, how your business has not died like the plants that they were named after, but how they have continued to thrive unlike the plants that they were named after. So we'll get new ones. (laughs) Exactly. Well, thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you. I want to thank Michelle again for taking time out of her schedule to come and join us on the print on demand cast for episode 102. That was a fun interview. Um, I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. I don't think, I think it was one of the first ones where, Neither you or I really were familiar with the person necessarily. They reached out to us. I don't think that that's happened. That dynamic has really happened often with the guests that we book for the show. Um, Cause usually it's someone that we have a connection with or you're familiar with. So it was really cool to have someone come on that wasn't really on either of our radars and have, like you said in the intro, 
really, really cool ideas that are, are kind of out of the box of our thinking. So I, overall, I really, really enjoyed that interview. So it was really good. Yeah. It's always good to, you know, hear, hear perspective from somebody who, um, from both sides, from somebody who's further than you and somebody who isn't quite as far as you, or, or maybe, maybe not far as you is, is fair, but like, hasn't been doing it as long or somebody who's been doing a lot longer. I think you can glean a lot from that because we get, we do get tunnel vision a lot of times when we're just Mm -hmm. kind of staying in our lane and just moving forward, you know, and trying to get, get stuff done every day. Um, it's, it's refreshing to hear, some different perspectives on things. And, you know, it makes me just realize we really, it'd be really great to just get more interviews, you know, on the show because every single time somebody comes and, uh, you know, they've got a new, a new thing or something we haven't thought about, you know, every time we're the first listeners, like, like we've said in the past. And I'm especially thankful to Michelle for just knocking that softball right out of the park oh, when we asked her the crystal ball question yeah and she said local print-on-demand companies are the future and that was awesome. here we are here yeah. we are yeah uh we if we haven't said it enough and if you've gotten sick of us hearing it you just heard michelle here say it so i mean <laughs> i think i think we're good i think that covers it that's official it it's is official. the future. Yes. Uh, no, but I agree, man. I think, I think getting more interviews, I mean, obviously interviews, getting them lined up um, are a little bit more intensive as far as the planning goes, because you have to kind of reach out in advance and, and book accordingly. But I, I do think that it's, it's nice to hear from, I'm sure it's nice for our listeners to hear from someone else other than us. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it can be a lot of fun, um, to get more, get more interviews going. So, uh, yeah, thanks again to Michelle. And as always, for those listening, we will put the links to all of her social media, her blog, her course, all of that stuff, her Etsy shop. We will put those links in the show notes for you so that you can have a way to access them directly, uh, from, from your phone right after listening to the episode. So have no fear. We will take care of that for you. So, uh, Travis, anything else before we wrap this thing up? I don't think so. Um, it was great having Michelle on. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm gonna try something new uh, for my spiel, and I'm gonna, you know, throw some of this music that uh, is built in underneath Ooh. me while I sign off this particular episode. So. Thank you guys so much, as always, for listening to the Print On Demand cast. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. We are available wherever there are podcasts. The the POD cast is there for you. Stitcher, iTunes, Google, Spotify, Anchor. Who knows what else is out there? Uh, SoundCloud, is that a thing? You drop your demo tape on SoundCloud. You can drop our podcast on SoundCloud, just like this track is probably from SoundCloud. So please don't go to SoundCloud. I don't think podcasts are available it's just a terrible rabbit trail that I've getting, gotten myself onto because I decided to play music. I digress. If you want to reach out to us and contact us and communicate and join the family and the conversation and the community, you can always go to printondemandcast.com slash Facebook, and uh, we will add you to the group. There's also a page that you can like as well, but the group is where you can get in on the conversation. Send us a dad joke or ask us a question or recommend a guest or, you know, any of that we are more than open to Uh, just be sure you answer the questions when you request. Cause if I get a a membership request that hasn't answered any of the questions, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to approve it because I need to know that, you know, 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you need to be on mm-hmm. the same page. So, uh, but yeah, that's where you can go to do that. We're also on Instagram, printonamancast.com slash Instagram and slash YouTube. That's where you can find more of our content. Printonamancast.com is where you can go for the general website. And if you want to email us because you hate social media uh, or you're just not on it, info at printonamancast.com is where you can go for that as well. And we will be happy to communicate with you that way as well. And also about the podcast thing, Apple Podcasts, five-star review. Give us a comment. Tell us what you love. Tell us what you really love. Leave out what you don't like. And we will be sure to shout you out on the show. We're very particular about the things we shout out. But if there's, as long as there's a five-star review, in all honesty, in all honesty, can I be transparent? If there's a five-star review, we'll probably read mostly anything that's left as a comment because, because we're glad that you give us a five-star review and it satiates the need to be loved through this podcast platform. But in all, ser- in all, serious li- all seriousness, um, it helps the algorithm and it helps this content get to people who need to hear it, who are just beginning in their journey or maybe are they're in the pod journey and they haven't heard from our guests. They haven't heard some of the stuff we've covered, but they could definitely benefit from it. It helps us get in front of those people, helps us get in their ears, which is a term I'll probably never use again. It just helps us get in front of the right people. The algorithm does. So. With all that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. We're two episodes away from episode 104. I don't know what 104 is going to be yet, and neither do you. So, no expectations is basically what I'm going to get. That's my shot right there. Just we're not going to tell you, and you'll be surprised with whatever it turns up. So, Travis, anything else before we go? Oh my gosh, I think you covered all of it and then some. I think I did. I think I did. I'm a little lightheaded. So, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time right here on the print on demand cast see ya hey babe thanks for listening to this week's episode of the print on demand cast we hope you enjoyed the totally tubular show if you got a question or a suggestion for the show send travis and josiah an email at info at print on want to be wicked nice Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure. In a world where businesses everywhere are trying to make print-on-demand sales, one podcast goes above and beyond every week to bring the most POD-specific information there is. All to help save the day, every day. Don't succumb to the enemies of your print-on-demand business. Sign up today for the Print-on-Demand Cast VIP email at printondemandcast.com slash VIP. This time, it's for real.